we are women at our best when we're helping other women be their best. And that's our goal is to help women live their dreams, which is whatever those dreams are, you know, whether it's to get a four-year degree or to become a massage therapist, whatever their dreams are, whatever they want, whatever is going to help them and their families reach their goals. That's what we want for them. We want to help them do that. That's who we are. There's a place in Southern Oregon filled with gorgeous natural beauty, friendly yet independent people, and a mild, comfortable climate. That place is called Grants Pass. These are the stories of the people that live and work in Josephine County. These are the movers and shakers that make this place the best. This is Grants Pass VIP. Gwen Luring is the treasurer for Seroptimist International of River Valley. Born in Texas, she spent most of her career in California and moved to Grants Pass in 1998. Gwen worked at Pacific Bell in many positions, mostly construction and engineering, and finally in finance. After retiring to Grants Pass, she became active in volunteering, starting with Seroptimist in 2000. Gwen's held many positions in the club, including president, vice president, and treasurer. She enjoys golf, working out at the YMCA, reading, travel, attending musical concerts, and theater. Gwen Luring, welcome. Thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate it. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought you to Seroptimist to begin with, and then you can give us maybe a little bit of history about what Seroptimist is. Sure. We moved up here in 1998 where I was getting ready to retire. And I knew that once I retired, I was going to want to become more active and involved in our community. And we were new to the community, so I didn't know anyone. But there was an article in the newspaper about Seroptimus. They were starting a new club. Well, I'd never heard of it before, so I did my research, and I thought, this is perfect. I've always cared about women's issues, and this is just right up my alley. So I attended the first meeting, and that was it. History from there. I've been a member of Seroptimus since they chartered in uh, March of 2000. Wow. And you had never been involved with any other club elsewhere? No, when I was working, I was working. Yeah. I put in long days, you know, many, many, many days. So I was very career focused and that's where I was going. And I always knew once I retired, then I would have the time to do all these things that I've always wanted to do. Oh, wow. That's really great. So tell us a little bit more for for people who don't know what Seroptimist is or don't know the the rich background that, that you guys are celebrating as an international club, your 100-year anniversary. Tell us a little bit about that. It's a cute story that how we came to be in 1921. There was a, a gentleman named Stuart Morrow. So our women's organization was started by a man. Um, but he was in the Bay Area as an organizer. And we're not really clear on whether or not he was organizing rotary clubs, which he was had done in the past, or optimist clubs. But they were all men's clubs, for sure. So he goes to a a, a secretarial school and expects to find men being in charge and owning the school. And he finds two women who own the school. So he explains to them what, you know, what he was doing and sorry for taking up your time. And, and they said, you know, like, hold the phone, dude. Um, We care about social issues. We care about our community. Why can't you start a women's organization along that same line of rotary? a businesswoman's organization. So he was intrigued. And over the summer, 
this was in the spring of 1921. So over the summer, they held meetings, they could connected with other women because women at that time number one it was after the first world war when there had been a lot of loss from the war from men so the women had already started stepping up you know so they brought in women bankers and women lawyers and women doctors and women business owners so they came together and they formed the first club in oakland california on october 3rd there were 80 charter members and it took off from there. Within the first year, they were already in San Francisco, LA, Washington, DC. The next year they went to New York. And then after that, they went 19, in 1924, they expanded into Europe. So they had clubs in Paris and clubs in, in London and it just grew. So today we're in about 124 countries and there's about 90,000 members. It's quite the story that it was started by a man. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's really interesting. So how does that play into what you do today in Seroptimus? We were women who are interested in helping other women. We focus primarily on education, but it's also a matter of making sure women get into safe and healthy environments so that they can get to the education part, which will lift them up, them and their families. That's our primary focus is helping women and girls get from poverty and maybe abuse such situations or drug addiction and get to a point where they can start a new life, a better life, and lift themselves and their families out of poverty. This is what we do locally because this is local women. But internationally, every club is local in their own community. So internationally, there are projects. Oh, there's one I particularly liked was uh, Sea Solar Cook Solar. So they had seven projects across nine continents, okay, in countries where they would take solar out to these areas that had no electricity so that they could cook with solar and they had lighting with solar so they could run their irrigation pumps with solar. It just... Imagine the difference that would make in a small village in Africa or somewhere where they had no access to that. They couldn't read because they couldn't have light at night because they were busy working all day because they didn't have any of the tools that we have. Hmm. So those kinds of projects around the world are amazing. I've just always been so proud of being a part of an organization that sees further than immediately in front of them. They're looking long range. Wow, that's pretty incredible. How have you as a local organization, how have you been able to handle, just for those of you listening, this is uh, September 2021 that we're recording this. So we're into the second year of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. How have you been able to handle all the changes over the last couple of years in, in, in both uh, meeting together or not meeting together and then and beyond? It's been very difficult. Part of a women's group like ours is maintaining connections between each other. You know, we work together. We have lots and lots of projects that we do, hands-on projects that we do together. Fundraising projects, all of our fundraising just evaporated. Um, we used to do concerts in the park. So we would be out there working together as a team. And you get to know one another and you get to appreciate one another. 
instead of just being in an hour long meeting. You're working together on a project. We lost that. Uh, we couldn't meet. We couldn't invite anyone to meet with us. Um, they could come on Zoom, but you don't make those personal connections on Zoom with a stranger. So we really lost a lot of momentum. It's been a struggle trying to get it back, but we are determined to get it back. <laughs> so we are working towards that. That's that's our big goal is to bring in new members because, you know, the further you reach, the more people can reach out to others. Um, the bigger we are, the more we can accomplish. It also, you, it's wonderful to grow and bring in new ideas and fresh perspectives and, and all of that, which makes you fresh and new. And it's it, for a thriving club like ours before COVID, we remember where that was and we want that back again. So yeah. we'll be working towards that in the next year. Oh, fabulous. That, well, that's good to hear. You've been involved for 20 years in this organization that's now 100 years old. In the time that you've been involved, what has been your favorite project or your favorite experience that you've gone through since being involved with Seroptimus? Well, favorite would be hard. We, we do a lot of projects. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of our baby shower. We've been doing our baby shower for 15 years and it's uh, where we go out into the community and we put out uh, containers in local businesses. And we ask people much along the, the coats for kids setup. We ask them to donate uh, baby items, diapers and bottles and whatever babies need. And um, that has been incredibly successful. We've probably gathered 10,000 items over the years. And then we give those to Siskiyou Community Health Center, which has an in-home uh, outreach program for families in rural communities to help them with their children. We give them to DHS, the Department of Human Services, to their child welfare department. We give them to the two uh, local uh, domestic violence shelters, one in Illinois Valley, Safe House Alliance, and then the Women's Crisis Support Team here in Grants Pass. So because they have children coming through, sometimes they don't, they come with nothing. Hmm. So we were able to give all those things to to those different organizations, which in turn then can provide those to families um, over the past, well, it was 15 years and then we had to go on hold <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah. But we've done, uh, we, we helped out at Maslow Project. When they have uh, the fire uh, last year, they were collecting donations for the fire victims. So we were, from um, our members, we were able to collect you know, $1,300 or something. And then when Hearts with a Mission was building their site over in uh, Northern Grants Pass, um, they needed 16 beds, right? To, and the Gates Furniture was providing the beds. Well, we decided we'd provide the bedding. So we provided uh, the blankets and the pillows and the sheets and, and comforters um, for 16 beds. And then we went over when they were ready and we made them up. We did. We actually went in there and made all the bits. It's hard on the back, I will say. <laughs> um, but and then we took them uh, before the holidays. We we did a taco night for them. You know, we went over because they were full. We went over and we made tacos for the kids and and we brought some games that they could keep. And uh, we gave each child, each resident, a twenty five dollar gift card that they could use to spend on themselves or to buy gifts for their families, which they were more excited about that than buying for themselves, which was a joy. 
gosh, we've just done so many projects in 21 years that it's it's really hard to say, well, that was my favorite. That was why <laughs> I had the most fun doing that one. <laughs> so has there been any surprises being involved in terms of you didn't expect to get this out of it, but something that you've walked away with? We're also very, very involved in the domestic violence issues in the community. We have a voting seat on the Josephine County Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Council. And um, I have learned so much by attending those meetings and being a part of that. We've helped them do demonstrations, you know, when they're October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we've, we've helped do that. We've we helped them do some uh, seminars where we invited people all across the spectrum from law enforcement to judicial to medical and brought them all together and talked about some of the issues and how we might better affect those issues in our own communities. I have learned so much about people and about this community and how generous, number one, they are with their time and their talents but also how much they care and how much they want to make a difference. So very pleasant surprise for me. If there was one thing that you could change about either Seroptimus or the community as a whole or anything, what would that one thing be? Well, this community has also on the side of generosity, yes, but then on the other side, there's a lot of um, resistance I would like there to be a lot more joy and acceptance and kindness in this community. Everybody, if they, everybody thinks about the other person a little more, that I think it would merely make a difference in the tone and the temperament of our community. I have faith in people. I think we can do that. I think we just need to, to take a breath sometimes. Mm. Okay, let's take a break from that conversation. I wanted to bring up a question for you. During these crazy times, do you feel like your business is indestructible? Most people don't. And if not, the real question is why? And what can you do to make it as indestructible as possible? Well, that's the basis of my new book, Nine Ways to Amazon Proof Your Business. Let me talk about what we discuss in the first chapter, determine focus. So one of the main ways that you can Amazon proof your business is by determining the focus of your business. And the real problem isn't that you're not doing enough. The real problem is, is that you may be doing too many things in too many places. So one of the things I suggest is decide whether your focus is going to be acquisition, ascension, or monetization. And I go into the details of what that means in this chapter. It's really the only three ways that you can grow your business. And if you just do that one step of determining focus, you can have a huge change in your entire business. But I also have eight other ways to Amazon-proof your business. Basically, the idea of making it competition-proof to even someone as big as Amazon.com. So if you'd like to get your hands on a free copy of my book, go to AmazonProofBook.com. Sign up and you will get a free copy and get the chance to purchase a physical copy of it for a special price. In addition to that, if you happen to be in the Josephine County area or nearby and you're looking to have a speaker come and discuss these type of issues with your organization, club, or group of friends, then I have a limited calendar that I may be able to fit you into. 
Go check out brianjpombo.com slash speaking and fill out the application. We'll be sure and get back to you on that. And now let's get back to our show. A really good point. What, what do you think are the obstacles stand in our way of getting there? COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for us as a club, that's a huge obstacle because we, right. yeah. we cannot invite people in. Mm. We can't have speakers. We can't have guests come in to, to our meetings because they, the headquarters has asked us not to because of the liability issues. Mm. That's just been a huge obstacle. And of course, COVID stopped us from all our fundraising, which is going to impact our, our scholarships that we give away and our Live Your Dream Awards that we give away. We can't earn money, then we can't give away those educational opportunities that we want to. Well, if you and I were going to meet in, in a year, Gwen, and let's say we had you back on the show or something of that sort, and we were to look back over the past 12 months what would you say would have had to have happened for you to feel happy with your progress, both professionally and personally? Well, personally, my golf handicap would 10 points less. That would be <laughs> nice. That would be a big improvement in my personal life. <laughs> Great. Uh, but uh, in the club's life, I, number one, it would be nice if we could go back to that meet and greet and have fun and talk over everyone's what's going on and what's happening in your life and my life and and re reestablish those bonds and connections that we have with each other and then be able to bring in others and expand our uh, influence and our uh, method of getting people in so that we could talk to people you know we can tell them what we do we can meet them and shake their hand for heaven's sakes, you know, and, and make that connection and grow our club because the more we bring in fresh eyes and fresh thoughts and fresh skills and, and perspectives, the better we're going to be able to serve our community. And that's basically why we come together is to be able to serve the women and girls in this community. Who are the type of people, if you had to describe the type of person that you'd want to meet or bring in to the fold of Seroptimus, who would that person be? Well, people like we already have yeah. <laughs> more of the same because they're generous, they're thoughtful, they're skilled, they're very um, professional. They don't mind working hard. They don't mind getting their hands dirty. They're willing to give time and treasure for issues and people and things that they care about. Okay, great. As we kind of wind down a little bit, is there anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to answer? I think we've covered everything that really describes who we are. Mm -hmm. We are women who care about other women. We feel, we always say our, our kind of tagline is we are women at our best when we're helping other women be their best. And that's our goal is to help women live their dreams, which is whatever those dreams are, you know, whether it's to get a four-year degree or to become a massage therapist or to become the best waitress at, at this restaurant, whatever their dreams are, whatever they want, whatever is going to help them and their families reach their goals. That's what we want for them. We want to help them do that. And that's who we are. That's the optimist. Fabulous. That's 
really exciting. I can't, can't wait to see how you guys do, especially as things open up and everything. What could a listener do who wants to find out more about Seroptimus? Well, we have a webpage. Um, it's, of course, Seroptimist, S-I-R-B dot org. And S-I-R-B is Seroptimus International River Valley. So it's Seroptimist, S-I-R-B dot org. There's some contact information on there. We're a member of the chamber. They can always look up on the chamber website and find us listed there. Um, I'd give you phone numbers, but people re- generally don't write them down. So, um, <laughs> But all of that information is on the chamber website contact information and on uh, the Seroptimist website. So, and plus, you know, we're all over town. (laughs) There are so many of us, well, not numerically, but we're so active and we're so busy that people will probably run into a Seroptimist or a retired Seroptimist one, you know, at some point or another, they're going to find a Seroptimist. So yeah, anybody who wants to know more about us, they can start with our website. Great. We'll include links to that in the description. Thank you so much for being on the show, Gwen. Really appreciate it. Well, it was absolutely my pleasure. And I thank you for the opportunity to shine a spotlight on our organization. We have uh, a proclamation being read at uh, the commissioner's meeting on Wednesday morning. And then we had one at uh, Grants Pass City Council last week. So we're really celebrating 100 years of service. So we're very happy about it. So thank you for allowing me to come on and you know, toot our horn. Yeah. Thanks for being on Grants Pass VIP. Thank you. Re-listening to this conversation, I wanted to apologize because it took us quite a while to get this conversation edited and out there. We had kind of a backlog at Grants Pass VIP. So I want to apologize for some of the parts of the conversation that may be out of date, but I definitely knew that we wanted to get this out there and have people listen to it because there's so much good stuff in there. I just want to point out a few. Number one, I want you to think about the type of organization that would inspire someone to be as determined as Gwen is and enthusiastic about what they do, that she's willing to take her time to come on a show like this. Once again, this is voluntary. So she comes on our show, has a full-on conversation, and is that good of an ambassador for Seroptimist International that it's really inspiring to see that, both from her as a person, but also from an organization that inspires that type of enthusiasm. It's very, very cool. I also wanted to point out the fact that so many of these things are done in our community that we may not even know about it. There may be a line in the newspaper about it, or or we may hear someone kind of mention it at another meeting. But so many of us think that we're plugged in. I'm including myself in this. We think we're plugged in, and then we hear about some of the activities of organizations like Seroptimus, and it's clear that we don't get the message out enough. And it's true, like we we're mentioning, the COVID nineteen situation had really made it more and more difficult for people to connect and to be able to touch base and for organizations to do what they do best. So having that behind us for the most part now and being able to look forward and being able to meet again and really get to know each other and hopefully conversations like this 
help out with that process. So if you know anybody that would be interested in working with Seroptimus, be sure and put them in touch with them. Join us again on the next Grants Pass VIP, brought to you by the team at brianjpombo.com. Helping movers and shakers in Southern Oregon and beyond stand out. That's B-R-I-A-N-J-P-O-M-B-O.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest or a sponsor on Grants Pass VIP, go to grantspassvip.com forward slash contact. Guests who appear on the show do not necessarily endorse the opinions of the host or sponsors. The theme music is Fun Shot by Kevin McLeod. Our host is a Grants Pass resident and business strategist, Brian Palmer. I'm executive producer, Shawnee Douglas. Until next time, live rogue and have fun.